Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the I'll Cover You podcast. Your hosts, Alex Dimitriou and Maro Bruni, will be chatting with Ryan Sidebottom, former England international cricketer. He'll be chatting with them about his highs and lows during his career and his struggles upon retiring from the game. Hi guys, welcome back to the I'll Cover You podcast. Big massive thank you again for all the listeners for episode two. Uh, welcome back, Maro. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, it's great to be back. And yes, I um, completely agree. Episode two was wonderful. Listening to Katie's, uh, what she wanted to share with us was just beautiful. And I uh, was happy to listen back to it. Uh, well, for this episode, we have my good friend Ryan Sidebottom. How are you, buddy? Very good. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, I'm top drawer. Not um, skating anymore, so I'm, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> the stress of dancing on ice. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now I know how you feel. I, I totally feel sorry for you. The most horrendous, <laughs> nerve-wracking feeling I've ever come across. Give me a cricket ball any day of the week, but going on ice, not knowing which way I'm going, and again, <laughs> my moves and my lifts and the routine. Mate, you definitely got the moves down. <laughs> Oh. Well, yeah, I, when I was in the bottom four, really. bottom two, should I say, they, that was fine. I was all right. <laughs> I had the moves in. That was the happiest I'd ever seen you. <laughs> know, exactly. I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Maro, as as everyone listening knows, we are professional skaters, and mm-hmm. we've been brought up in that world. We understand that world, and we know the pressures and when not to worry and when to worry and all that. But then when we teach a celeb to skate in what three months, and then it's yeah, like. Here you go. Now you're yeah. on live TV. Do your best. <laughs> a real feat. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Like, it blows us away, I think, as skaters yeah. to watch and be like, how on earth did they it's do that? Of. It's absolutely unheard yeah. of. It's crazy. It's wonderful what you guys are able to Well, as you might have guessed, me and my, Ryan, we did meet on Dancing on Ice my first year. Uh, we kind of just hit it off, uh, both being a Northerners, sports fans. Northern boys. Northern boys, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just became no, good we, friends we, from we, then. We just, we just clicked and got on and we chatted about all kinds of rubbish and sport and it, it was great. It's always nice to have someone there that you, you can relate to, you know, yeah. especially being in a team environment. You know, you have three or four guys that you might go to or be the be the shoulder to cry on or a guy that you, you know, you really hit off personality wise. And, you know, I suppose we, you know, we did that, didn't we? And it was, it, re- it was a big help because... It is nerve-wracking time. <laughs> it is, totally it? out of your comfort zone. Something I've never, ever... I've never ice skated in my life. So to go on a TV show as well, it's okay when you're in front of 20,000 people when you know what you're doing. Yeah. But when you're in front of 9 million people and you have not got a clue, it <laughs> is something so nervous. I've Honestly, I've never been as nervous in my entire life as I was on Dance on Ice. That is... It's crazy. And you... Well, yeah, you'll be the first to agree. You're a big boy, aren't you? You know what I mean? You're like, how tall I'm are you? I'm a big lad. I'm a big, yeah, I'm 6'4", so what would have been? <laughs> I'd be, what, 6'7", would have been? 6'6"? Six, yeah, six? that is oh, a yeah. long way to fall. And then and then they, they partnered me with the sweet Brandy Malto, who was, who was dinky, to say the least. <laughs> it wasn't really a match made in heaven in terms of looking at us both standing next to one another, but it was, it was a great one. <laughs> And I was so scared, yeah, picking her up and trying to lift Brandy and all I could think was, please don't drop her. Because I dropped many a catchers when I play cricket, so I didn't want to drop my ice skating partner. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I specifically remember a lot of moments like before you would go out and honestly, mate, you looked 
petrified. And like in my mind, I'm thinking this guy's played cricket for England. Like he's reached the top of his game. And then to see someone like, even though you've gone through a very competitive world already to then be like, honestly, mate, you look petrified. Isn't the word like that face was like yeah. a ghost. <laughs> like before you went out to, to all the listeners, you don't understand, you know, you, you come accustomed to, you know, from eight years old, playing cricket, growing up, having a bat and ball in my hands, you know, becoming a professional. It, you get used to the atmosphere and, and the pressures and the people watching you. But when it's something totally new and alien, that it, it was, I, I'll totally admit that I was so nervous. And I said to you, didn't I, one show, you know, out the back when we were sort of practising, ready to go on it. I've never, ever felt yeah. nerves like it. And it was... It was weird. Um, it would just, I would train all week. I'd feel good. Yeah. And as soon as Friday, and you know, you, you know, you're on the show on Sunday. It was terrible. I didn't get any sleep. It was, look, it was great fun. I met some amazing, you know, different characters, amazing people. And it was, you know, to go on a show like that, being a, a cricketer and a Northern lad, it was, um, yeah, it was a nice feeling. Yeah, I bet. Uh, well, let's get on to cricket. Uh, Maro, do you have much knowledge of the game of cricket? <laughs> yeah, to tell you the truth, um, this is all going to be new to me. Um, cricket, <laughs> is not, to cricket is not a game that um, is very popular in the United States. And so I no. did not grow up seeing a lot of cricket, but um, I'm looking forward to learning more right now. Was well, you not know, baseball, similar to baseball? Okay, yeah, I mean, I've seen, a, I've seen some videos. It does seem a little similar to baseball, but yeah. then... Well, now, after, now after Alex gets lives down south, is he not croquet instead of cricket? Croquet! <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, I know cricket, the difference Ollie. between those two, at least. <laughs> uh, do you want to give uh, us, everyone, and because we do have a very international group of listeners, uh, just a brief background on yourself, Ryan, and how you got into the sport of cricket, uh, who you played for, and kind of just like your... Yes, progress through your career. Yeah, well, my my father Arnie um, played um, football and cricket. Um, right. He played for Man United and Huddersfield Town at football, and he played for Yorkshire and England at cricket. Wow. So I suppose sport was in the blood uh, from an early age. Um, he he played around the time early seventies when you could do both. You would pre-season play football. Um, in the winter, and then you'd finish, and then you would go on and pre-season and play cricket. Yeah. So he was one of not so many. So growing up, um, I kind of knew what dad um, did um, to, to some some effect, and I had his his cuttings and his um, all his scrapbooks of you know when he played for Man U and and when he played cricket for Yorkshire, and then I just used to go you know watch him play as a, as a young 10, 11 year old, and there was a Spare bit of land around the back of um, the cricket ground at Headingley, which is in Yorkshire, which is Yorkshire, and um, who he played for. And I just used to take my bat and ball and football and hope there was a handful of other kids that would, you know, fancy having a game or two <laughs> yeah. while Dad was um, slogging it out on the pitch. And you know, I suppose I had the bug then from an early age, and I grew up sort of wanting to be like my dad and following his footsteps and either play cricket or football. Footballer was totally useless. Um, <laughs> he, he did tell me on a few occasions to me not really enjoying that honesty. Um, I, I probably went upstairs and cried in my bedroom uh, when he said, no, son, you're not going to be good enough um, at football. You might have a chance at 
making it cricket, so stick to cricket. But yeah, I, yeah. you know, I signed pro at 17 at Yorkshire um, and they end up playing, what, 22 years as a professional. I played for Yorkshire, Nottinghamshire and lucky enough, I, I represented my country and, and won a few trophies along the way. So it's, I suppose it's a nice story that, you know, my family history and, and dad having yeah. played cricket at the highest level to sort of emulate him and maybe, I suppose, in the in the game of cricket, maybe go on better. And, you know, I loved every minute. I was very fortunate. You know, you you travel the world and you, you know, you meet lots of wonderful people, different cultures, um, different ways of life. And, and those are probably the moments I, I really enjoyed. Of course, playing professional sport, you, you aspire to win trophies yeah. and, and do the best you possibly can. But I'd say two things that probably stick out for me is one, is that team camaraderie and, and banter yeah. that you always have the jokes and the practical jokes and, you know, having a long day in the field and then having a few beers and be friends uh, and uh, teammates. And then I think also, yeah, like I just said, traveling the world, you know, very lucky I got to stay in some, you know, beautiful hotels and travel mm-hmm. India or Pakistan and Bangladesh where literally it was just a five foot bed and I'm six foot four <laughs> and I was surrounded by by nets as rats were literally climbing on over oh, me gosh. and mosquitoes and spiders and it was you know those are the kind of memories I'll always yeah you know, follow, will always follow me around yeah for sure for sure man for sure well your dad was a professional footballer and cricketer and now you can say you're a professional cricketer and ice skater you never well, dreamed of that as a child did you Professionalized skater, I've got some way to go. But yes, I would never, in my wildest dreams, would have thought I would have done ice skating um, for that many a month. It was, honestly, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, You know what's so that. funny? Uh, lis- listening to your story about your career, it's really like, you know, obviously cricket and figure skating are very different sports. But I think that the experience that both Alex and I have had as professional figure skaters is quite similar. You know, we got a chance to travel the world doing what we love to do, you know, performing our craft uh, around our castmates and um, colleagues. And some of the best times really were those times, like you said, like with the camaraderie and like a long day, you know, performing or a long day on the ice. And then you get to like, have a cold beer or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. For myself, I miss the people more than mm-hmm. anybody, like anything. It's a very lovely feeling, isn't it? Family feeling of for so many years. You can't replace that, can you? The, the no. memories that you share, you know, the ups and downs and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the wins and the losses and that togetherness, you know, being there for someone that's maybe had a bad day at the office and, you know, they rely on you to sort of pick them up and have a chat with them. And, you know, for me, I was probably a very, I'm a very old school type of cricketer in terms of you would go for a beer after the game. Yeah. And you would, you would just chat about all kinds of things, but you chat about the game, you would talk to the opposition. And also that is where you probably not make your memories, but you help others. Yeah. You know, if someone's really struggling, generally over a beer, you, you do open up and you, talk about are you okay what you know what's the matter um how, how are you feeling and they might be struggling for form or um for personal reasons and and to be there as well as a as a player to help 
you know, your teammates. That That is what it's all about. Yeah. What would you say was the like the highlight of your career but also the lowest moment of the whole of your whole career yeah i mean winning you know winning a t20 world cup is probably it's unreal isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, of course when you you know you go into a tournament when you probably underdogs to start with and yeah we underperformed the previous year you know we got knocked out early and we lost mm-hmm. to holland and it was all doom and gloom so to go to the Caribbean and and win the way we did and and how we played as a as a team it was just something you you know boyhood dreams and you know you you look out the school window when you're learning a lesson and you dream of you know doing something special and winning a, a tournament like that and yeah it, it's obviously it's amazing feeling at the time and you know to to do that is is great yeah, with some of your friends and and family watching, and again, you, you know, I I wasn't nervous at all to be honest. It's weird you you're opening the ball and in a World Cup final against Australia, and you're singing the national anthem, and and the lads are they've got terrible voices, and, and <laughs> topic. so to be honest, you, the camera's panning on you. You try not to laugh because you think me, these lads are useless at singing. So actually, I was quite relaxed going into you know bowling my first over. So. Look, great, a great feeling, and, and we had a great tournament. I, I would say, in terms of lows that I've had, I've been very lucky that I haven't had many in, in my career. Yeah. But I've had scenarios where, you know, my my dad being who he was at the time, I had a lot of nepotism. Um, I really struggled at a young age um, because of who he was and, and the fame he had around Yorkshire in, in terms of cricket. I always had the, is it that Sarnis Eyebottom son? Yeah. He's on his dad. He's, he's in this squad because of his dad. And that really affected me from a, a young age because I wasn't used to it. Yeah. For me, it was about turning up and having fun and just trying my best. But for other people, for some reason, parents and, and other players saw it as a bit of a well why is he here why is he any why is he special why is he any better than my son or my daughter yeah and i i found that really hard early on in my in my career when i was starting out and but being fortunate that my dad was who he was he would he would be very straight talking and he would tell it how he is and he'd go you know what you're gonna have to work harder you're gonna have to prove people wrong he goes, you've got to take it on the chin. And to this day, I always say, actually, probably one of the reasons why I made it is other parents and other boys. Yeah. Because they would go, he's there because of his dad. And as I got used to that, it just made me more determined. Yeah, to, wanted to, to prove them wrong. Yeah, and sort of stick two fingers up those people and say, you know <laughs> what, I've I've done it myself. I don't need my dad's name. And, yeah. and I really struggled early on, but that made me sort of become a better player and a better person and stronger, a stronger character to take those knocks on the chin and, and just, you know, I suppose keep getting up and, and trying again and trying again. Yeah. And go and win a World Cup. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I was, I was 30 odd at the time as well. I was, I was creaking like mad when I was, when I was playing <laughs> the briefings and the, the beer really helped. I, I must admit towards around that time. That first, time stepping onto the field for your first test match with England like 
what was going through your mind? Like, was there a lot of feeling of either joy or was it like, am I good enough? Do, can I prove myself? Like, what, what was going on? I think you always have doubts whether do I belong here? Am I good enough? Can I, you know, make my family proud? Can I do myself justice? So it was, it was really difficult. To be honest, my debut for England, I actually didn't perform that well yeah. because the occasion and the day and leading up to it just overtook everything else. Yeah. Um, I didn't really go into that game thinking about, thinking clearly about how I was going to take wickets or how will I get this player out or this batsman out. It was just everything just took over and, and the nerves got the better of me because I'm not really experienced anything quite like it. Yeah. So I suppose, again, you mature and you grow in stature when you when you have those experience on a regular basis. And I was only 21 at the time, and I, you know, it wasn't an excuse that I didn't play well. It just, it did, the occasion got the better of me, and I didn't yeah. perform how I, how I desperately wanted to. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to, poke another like sort of similarity because you know i i'd like to bring it back to like the similarities i see between you know the sport of figure skating and cricket and what you're saying is like um it's very comparable i think back on like the time that i first competed at a senior national championship and yeah i had i had almost like a bit of an imposter syndrome like i didn't belong you know and uh it wasn't it wasn't that i was not trained or was not able to skate my best it just was um it was very nerve wracking to be like out in front of like this many thousands of people the first time and all the cameras on you. I mean, I, I didn't choke per se, but it, like almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like you did. So was it, but the, for, for me, the day was a blur. Oh, yeah. was a blur. I, I can only remember small bits of it having been, you know, playing at Lords, which is, Alex will know it, yeah, it's, it's the huge. history and everything. You know, it, it's a huge occasion. And I don't remember that much of it, um, <laughs> only because everything got the better of me. The occasion got the better of me. And it, it, it's weird. Whereas now, if I sat down, I would, I would remember most games. Yeah. Um, if someone mentioned them to me, but that game was just passed me by because yeah. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't take it for it was. I didn't use my brain as it were if you understand Mm -hmm. it it was just almost like i was scrambled but then after that you you know you have those experiences you know having the ups and downs that then because you've learned uh, and you've thought about what you did wrong what you could have done better you know i had a number of conversations with my dad as well saying look you've you've got to be fitter you've got to be stronger Mm -hmm. you know you've got to play more games you've got to get more experience and you've got to have that willing to learn from your mistakes and mm-hmm. I would say throughout my career I was never one of those players that got down if I had a bad day probably I would be grumpy and I would maybe go over the game in my head at home and I might not sleep that well but generally I would always try and be positive and flip it around and say look tomorrow's another day tomorrow's another day I, I'm going to be better tomorrow and that's probably why I improved as well because of that reason I didn't really you know worry about having a bad day in the office because in life, everybody does, don't they? Everybody feels yeah, crap or much. you don't feel good about yourself. And that is just the way it is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What um, age were you when you retired then? 
So I was 39 when I retired. 39, right. But the reason, it, like the main reason that Ryan agreed to doing this is because he wanted to talk about the the stress and the pressure and the anxiety from retiring at such a, it's a lesson, an older age, isn't it? Like nearly hitting 40, like to then be like, now what? Like, what am I going to do next? So what was your first sign of worry from retiring? Well, I think you, you see now retirement age is what, 65, 70? Yeah. Um, and people would say, well, you've played professional sport. You're, you're okay. You know, you, you've earned, played for England. You've earned the money. It's not really about that. It's, you know, you're retiring. There's a very scary feeling of anxiety that what am I going to do now? Cause it's, it's been my life. You know, you wake up at nine, you, you're going into the ground, you, you have structure, you know what you're going to eat, you know what mm -hmm. time you're going to train. Um, and for 22 years, I'm, you know, I'm told what I should be doing. With that, you have the drive and the determination and you have to be selfish, you know, you have to look after yourself and, and stay fit. But once that dreadful feeling, the last year when I was playing was horrible because all I could think about is cricket's been my life. What am I going to do now? Yeah. Where's my self-importance where for my own self-esteem where am i going to get those accolades how can i replace that adrenaline rush what am i going to do how am i going to support my family mm -hmm. you know how yeah. am i going to pay the mortgage and it is weird it really is it it was quite a tough time because i would wake up in the middle of the night with you know a lot of anxiety and, and feelings of dread that what am i doing tomorrow what am i getting up for where where's my life going how am I going to feel important again? And it, it was, it was a, a difficult period. And I'm not shy about saying that I, I see a counsellor on a regular basis now. And, you know, I take medication and mm -hmm. it, it has helped. The counsellor has certainly helped me massively just to talk things through. Because when I, when I finished, you know, I coached Surrey for one season, then I went on dance and ice and, and it's great but it's only for a very short period. Yeah. Then I'm self-employed and I'm like, well, where's where's my next job coming from? Yeah. And it's not a nice feeling. It really isn't. And, you know, there's days where I, I should be happy. You know, I've got three amazing kids. Uh, you know, I've, I'm remarried. I've got an amazing wife. She's she's fantastic. But there's still always that fear and anxiety there. And, and yeah. that is why I've had a counsellor for, for quite some time now to just to, to talk to a you know someone that's very neutral someone that's going to just listen and i can get all my worries out in the open and yeah it, it has really helped look it, it's helped me massively it really has it's changed my perspective most definitely because everyone thinks oh it's all hunky-dory you're fine you know life's great you play cricket and it isn't really i still had those feelings of dread every mm -hmm. every day Especially like you are such a happy, I mean, like kind of person that you like, you constantly have a smile on your face, constantly joking. Like my best memories for that whole year of dancing nice with you was how much we laughed. Do you know what I mean? And it is like, it is from that. And people look at others that are happy and seem so jolly all the time. And sometimes they suffer more. That's what I found. Like, because it, we're not that we're putting a face on, but we kind of even shock ourselves we're shocked that we can feel that way because genuinely we feel so happy and like with you people would never have guessed right like people would never guess that just because of how happy you are yeah and i think in cricket you you know i i wasn't 
I never needed any help. You know, I know yeah. a number of players, a lot of players um, would see psychologists on a regular basis because yeah. they struggle with being in hotels on their own. Um, they struggle with being away from families. Uh, and it's weird because I never, I never really had that. Uh, but as soon as I, my career was over, then I really struggled and I, and I kind of got it then. I got, you know, the feelings and, you know, you would see players jo really jovial and joking in the dressing room. The guys that are, you know, full of it, they're the ones that drag the team through the, the bad times. But then you would see that you don't realise and then all of a sudden you might have a beer or they say to you just one night, oh, I'm, I'm seeing a psychologist, I'm really struggling. And you're like, wow, yeah. are you? Like, and I didn't know. It's a tough thing to, to sort of approach and, and own up to and be honest yeah. and open, you know, that you're not feeling okay. And I think as men, I'm not saying it's just men, but I think men, that macho, I'm fine, I'm a sportsman, I'm all right, yeah. it's okay. I'm, I, it, it's not really, is it? And I know that talking has really helped me through this kind of stage, this stage of my career where, I'm self-employed and, and things might not be going how I would perceive them to go. You know, I think that everybody deals with, um, if they have these kinds of feelings, they deal with them differently. You know, everybody is, is different, essentially. But as soon as someone is ready to open up about how they feel and ready to tell others, uh, it means that they're looking for help and it means they're ready to help themselves mm -hmm. uh, out of that situation. Yeah, and I, I think also what we'll say about cricket. If if I had bad days, or you know, my family life wasn't wasn't great at home, or I was I was struggling with feeds. You know, when my daughter or my son were babies, cricket. Then you can go there and just let all your emotions out on the field. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, that replacing that adrenaline rush and and getting rid of those emotions, I don't have. So I, again, speaking to a counsellor is how do I replace that? Mm -hmm. That going out there and being with your teammates and the camaraderie and the banter. Um, and I, seriously, I've had days where I, I wake up and I'm like, I, I feel full of negativity. Um, I feel irritated. Um, I have irrational thoughts, negative thoughts. Because I've no outlet, I haven't yeah. anywhere to go. I've nowhere to put that in, those emotions or let them out. And again, that is where the counsellor has really helped: is just getting those emotions out of myself. And then I felt so much better for doing that. Um, so and for talking about it and talking about yeah. my feelings and you know how maybe on days I'm I am very angry and. Um, annoyed and irritated and, you know, I know myself, God, what, what's wrong with me? But once once I get it out in the open, I do feel so much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's crazy. Like, I think me and Marrow are kind of maybe smiling at the same thing then, but it's the... I think, yeah, I think the, you're on the same The connection yeah. with, like, what we spoke about in our, one of our first episode about, like, how it is an escape and... Like you mm -hmm. can deal with the worries at home because when you get to work, you can kind of forget about them and you're in your happy place. And then when you go back and it might only be a few hours, especially like with the hectic schedules, you know what I mean? Like you're more at work than you are in your hotel room or at home on tour. And the other one that really made me smile was when you mentioned about retiring and your dad's like most people 
you said you retire at 65, 70, when Maro spoke about how many retirements we've already gone through in our life. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're uh-huh. just like, we're at such a young age. And the comparison between the two is crazy. <laughs> like, so crazy. Yeah. I know. I was thinking the same thing when you were talking. It's like, you, you could almost just change the word. Uh, I guess you went out on the field and let out all your emotions and all your, you know, inner anxieties we could just change that to you got out on the rink yeah out on the ice and you get out all your emotions and all your anxieties it's the same yeah and because that's one of the big things with this podcast is trying to make people aware that it's all the same do you know what i mean it doesn't matter what sport what area what stage what anything to do with what tv show what anything it doesn't matter it's all the same you know i mean we all deal and suffer with the same stuff once i retired i thought what's wrong with me why am i feeling like this i've never had it when i played cricket but then now I understand it, you know, yeah. you, you can, you can get rid of absolutely everything out on the field when you're in that battle with your opposition and um, you can go home and, and just relax. Whereas now you don't have that. You don't have that. Yeah. What can I replace that with? And that is one of the reasons why I really, really, really struggled. <laughs> um, and my dad, again, weirdly enough, sort of said to me, he goes, son, you, you'll, you'll find it hard. You'll find it really difficult when you retire." You've got all these friends. You've got people, for want of a better word, kissing your backside, going, oh, you know, Ryan, you're dancing. Yeah. Congratulations. Well done. You've done this. I want you to buy your drinks. I want you to do this for them. And they're giving you stuff for free. He said, once you finish your career, it'll all disappear. Your friends yeah. will be your friends that you've had since probably your childhood. And that is difficult to deal with. He said that when dad used to leave tickets for fans and and guys that promised him work when he retired and he said when he finished they were nowhere to be seen they would walk yeah. the, the opposite side of the road to him and he 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 did seriously and i thought you know i'll be fine dad i'll be fine don't worry I'll, i've set everything in place so you know i've got a few little rentals and blah 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 and it it was totally yeah. right and, and after that i was like goodness me i never ever thought it would be like this and, and it has been a struggle. It really has. Yeah. Did it help having a dad that had experienced the same things? I mean, we could, you know, we could sit and sit and talk. We would never really talk about cricket, but we talk about his experiences when he finished, mm. when he got injured, how to deal with highs and lows, um, and, and the daily grind of being away from from your family and. Mm-hmm. Well, not being sleeping in your own bed for months on end. And I actually thought I'd dealt with that okay when I played, but then all of a sudden you finish and you're like, wow, I, wow. I don't have any of that anymore. Um, and, and that was a difficult period, not yeah. knowing what the future holds. When you're playing cricket, you know your future because you, you wake up at this time, you go to the ground at this time. But now I don't know what anything you know some days i have what is going on what how why do i feel like this mm-hmm. so are you still would you say you still have days like that yeah uh, you, so you're still coming to term and it, what it's been nearly two years now right since yeah. retiring wow yeah. um, uh, can i ask I how have those bad days I, I really do and i think for me talking to the counselor i've ha- now i've tried to replace having that adrenaline rush and what I try to do is is write things down, have a little bit of a, a plan of what I'm going to do tomorrow right, yeah. or the next day. 
Um, if I'm feeling rubbish and I'm feeling a bit agitated, I'll just go for a walk and listen to yeah. music and try and think of, in a way, like you said, Alex, being in a happy place of thinking, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I am very lucky. I am very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Everyone's healthy. My family's here. My kids are amazing. And, but when you're in that situation, you don't, you don't think like that. You think the worst, but it has helped to have set myself goals something to focus on and not focus on the bad and the negative mm-hmm. can i ask you how has the covid pandemic affected you um you know there's been a, there's well, a lot of effects that it's had on sports yeah, i mean arts you know again i would say i've been very fortunate because we got married two weeks before lockdown oh wow yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was a wasn't a test of our relationship but we you know we were sort of having our honeymoon at home and I was looking in a way because I got asked to do lots of Zoom things for charity because charities were really struggling. And, you know, I did lots of fun dress ups. And to be honest, I, I tried to take um, lockdown for what it was and, and look at it from a positive where I'm, I'm lucky and there's others not, you know, others can't see families, others are in homes, at care homes, and they can't see mums and dads. And mm-hmm. so I tried to take a positive view on, on lockdown and, it, it was okay. We had we had lots of lots of fun, and, and and I tried to just stay relaxed. But still having those bad days, I would ju- we would just go for a walk in the woods. You know, maybe for viewers at home, me and Maddie sit in the bath, and that's when we have our chats. That's not we sit in the bath and we're doing rudy doody things. We <laughs> we we sit in the bath and we just you know we don't have our phones because you wouldn't have your phone in the bath because you know mm-hmm. if you drop it, you, and we we talk. Find both of us that it really does help help us mentally and help our relationship. We've both, well, all three of us have spoke about how the ice for us is the happy place. Like the cricket field was for you, and yes, it's so we're, we're privileged that for such a long, short but long part of our life that we've had such a place like that. And once that leaves, it's understanding that everything's a happy place. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. opening your eyes that day is a happy place. Like you said, like I, I'm the same as you walks were my savior. Like I would just go out on a walk for an hour, hour and a half with my headphones in playing golf and just on my own and just appreciating the outside world and looking at the sky. And why can't that be our happy place now? It's a different yeah. place, but it can still be our happy place. It's like a new learned behavior. Yeah. Isn't it? Almost mm-hmm. you, it, it's something quite alien to you think what going for a walk that's what's that all but actually it does make a huge difference and it huge difference totally for me as well just to put a perspective on life and and try and think you know i am very lucky and not you know be down on myself and feel Mm -hmm. uh, downhearted and and feel horrible about myself and my family and 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 past what's gone in the past whether it's a bad day cricket and it's just thinking positively, uh, and mm-hmm. it, it's still very new to me. It's still something quite early, and I'm still getting to grips with it. I really am. Yeah, but you are, mate. I think that is a great way to finish on, but you're getting there, and that's all that matters, my friend. Yep. No, thank you. You know, I think it's it's very poignant. It's it's nice to just put my story across because, you, you know, people might think, oh, he's fine, he's okay, and yeah. actually I haven't been. and. Yeah. You know, I think for people, it, it is, you know, you see it a lot now, don't you? It's good to talk, you know, yeah. to... Absolutely. It is not, 
you know, don't hide your feelings, you know, let them out to whoever your best mate, your mum, your dad, mm-hmm. your uncle. Mm-hmm. It, it will make you feel better. It really will. Yeah. And the one, our main motto of this whole podcast is that you're not alone. And just you coming on today and saying what you've said and opening up, it just gives even more perspective to everybody else listening that you're not, you're not alone. No, definitely. I, I would agree a million percent. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on and joining us and thank you. sharing sharing everything that you have. Um, it's been really wonderful to learn about um, your career and what you've gone through. And I'm sure all of our listeners are going to feel the same way. Thank you. Hope they enjoy Tomorrow you got to learn a little bit about cricket today. And I got baseball, to learn a little baseball. bit. It's not about me, but I did get to learn a little bit more. <laughs> But yeah, no, seriously, buddy, thank you so much. Uh, Everybody listening, thank you for listening. Please go subscribe to the podcast, like, send us some reviews. They only help. And next week, we'll be joined by an ex-figure skating coach turned stand-up comedian. So we're actually going to tick two different areas of the entertainment world off, which is going to be amazing. Uh, Hope you guys can join in. And thank you very much. Thank you guys again. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. And just remember, everybody that is struggling out there in the entertainment world, you are not alone. Speak to you next time. Hi, everyone. If you need uh, some positivity, mental health, well-being, go to The Good Quotes on Instagram. Lots of fabulous quotes um, for you to read through and take from. <laughs>